This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Friday, June 24th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. As you can see, I am flying solo this morning. Had a two-week run here, subbing in for Dave Biddle at times. He'll be back on Monday. We are going to answer as many questions as we can today, and by we, I mean me. So if you ever were a person who'd like to ask a question, I will answer it here. We are, of course, broadcasting live on the Twitter, the Facebook, the YouTube. So smash your like buttons, etc. Get your questions in there. We are going to go over some low-hanging fruit here to start. Of course, any of you that watched the NBA draft last night know that Malachi Branham was picked 20th overall to the San Antonio Spurs. E.J. Liddell. Lasted until the second round, the 41st pick overall to New Orleans. A little bit surprising that he fell to there. We can discuss that. It is a huge, huge recruiting weekend. You can make a very strong argument. This is the biggest recruiting weekend of the year. I've said this many times on the show coming up to this day, but since the pandemic kind of darkened our days, this is the biggest recruiting weekend of the year. Guys will start coming in. Today, if you follow any of these guys on Twitter, they will usually announce when they land. It is a it is a who's who, which we will go down here. There's a list on Bucknuts you can follow along if you'd like. Go to the football recruiting tab on the site and then hit visits, and it will list for you Friday, June 24th, 2022. There are 14 expected visitors. And I thought what we do today is kind of go down that list and then go from there. If you have any questions, comments, anything you'd like to ask me, I'll even go off topic if it's uh, PG-18 or PG-13, whatever you call that. I'll be willing to add movie recommendations. If anyone wants a uh, weekend uh, recipe to work on, I digress. So we're going to go down the list, and there are some visitors who are committed and uh, we go down if you look at the list it's listed in order of their ranking so number one is a guy who if he's not at the top of their board i'd be surprised and that is caleb downs from mill creek in hoshton georgia the number one safety in the country um the number 11 player overall according to the composite 
you just don't get better than this in terms of safety. I know he visited Alabama recently. There are people on the Georgia side of things that think Georgia has an excellent shot here. This is a huge weekend for Ohio State. Obviously, if they're going to get Caleb Downs, much of that has to go on this weekend in terms of closing the deal. He's going to get a chance to meet and hang out with a lot of dudes. I imagine in terms of red carpet rankings, Caleb Downs, at least for me personally, ranks very close to the top. There's been a narrative here, given the the number of five-star, four-star wide receivers that Ohio State has added recently, and Dylan Rayola, that uh, people want to see some defensive additions of similar ilk. I do think you'll get those, maybe not in as fast and furious fashion as we had this week, which was if anything, a spoiling event to get Carnell Tate, Brandon Ennis, and Noah Rogers back-to-back. To-back is uh, legendary. We did a uh, pod on, I think it was Wednesday, where we asked who's better, Brian Hartline or Steph Curry, and that was before Noah Rogers joined the fold. So Brian Hartline is recruiting wide receivers right now as well as anybody is doing anything in sports, and I would say outside of sports, if I had a little more knowledge, but I don't want to step out of my purview here. Also visiting Luke Montgomery. He's committed. He has been just an ideal Buckeye so far, a recruiter and a family member of an offer in 2025. So the Montgomerys are headed for a legendary status in Columbus. If they can keep it all together here. Number three guy we need to discuss, and at one point in time, I thought they were going to get this guy, and I would have been ecstatic, Troy Bowles, son of Todd, who is the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Uh, He ranked the number two linebacker in the country, and it's just the modern, you know, the modern prototype. He has a ridiculously high football IQ, which comes out on tape. You don't always see that in players, but this is a guy who diagnoses things faster than anybody. And is there in a minute, and he can bring the lumber as well. Just a fantastic prospect. I don't know where they stand with him. I don't think they're as high with him as they are with some others. But um, it's definitely worth every type of red carpet NIL proposal type deal because Troy Bowles, in my opinion, is probably the number one linebacker in the country um, in terms of being able to come in and play right away in terms of pedigree, in terms of kind of the modern fit guy who can play in the box and cover. So spectacular player. Next up, Jason Moore, defensive lineman out of DeMatha. We say this every time we say that. That's Chase Young's stomp. Uh, DeMatha produces athletes at an incredible rate. I'm from that area, and it is an elite factory for athletics. Jason Moore is six foot six, two hundred and fifty-five pounds. Bill has told you it's going to be likely a Notre Dame, Ohio State decision, which means you got to be on your game this weekend from a sales perspective. Like I said, he comes from Dematha, so you know his coaching has been excellent. And in terms of the family members, I say this every time: if you watched the NCAA tournament and saw Justin Moore of Villanova, their best player tear his Achilles tendon in the Elite Eight, that is Jason Moore's older brother. So size is an issue in that family. As if the list can't get any better. The next guy we're going to talk about, is he a must-have? 
I don't know, but Justice Haynes, running back from Buford, the most incredible thing about him is that he's a left-handed pitcher that throws in the 90s. And I have to say, a left-handed pitcher that throws in the 90s and runs like Justice Justice Haynes, you're talking about like Otani here in some level in terms of his versatility. But we hope he picks football. We hope he picks the Buckeyes. We already have Mark Fletcher in the fold. Mark Fletcher and Justice Haynes would be like hitting the lottery. It would be incredible. Um, Got to see it to believe it. Another guy, shocker, comes from Georgia, but uh, his father played for the Steelers, so he has some knowledge of this part of the country. And um, definitely a high-priority guy. Next up, Tackett Curtis. Has he been the most ballyhooed and talked about prospect on the uh, Bucknuts Morning 5? Not sure, but he's close. Um, we know it's down to USC, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. Kind of an interesting trio. Even more interesting to be taken into the f- account the fact that he's from Louisiana. But, um, you know, this is a b- big one for Jim Knowles just because, you know, he – I was going to say something a, a little bit uh, vulgar there. He put his heart on the line for this, let's just say. He was down there uh, when certain recru- recruiting periods opened. He was there, you know uh, – for the first minute to show Tackett Curtis love. Um, the Curtis family is very involved. Obviously, his uncle's his coach, so I'm optimistic they'll get Tackett Curtis. I have to believe, I mean, USC and Wisconsin are nice spots, but I don't really understand that, and I got to go Buckeyes there. This guy, if I have a crush on a defensive player in this draft, it is John Walker, defensive lineman from uh, Osceola High in Kissimmee, Florida. The punch and the use of his hands. Anyone who's played any uh, football, you know, the first drill they teach you is, you know, you punch, shake, and then locate, discard, and attack. John Walker has uh, a tremendous wingspan. He might not be the tallest guy ever, but his wingspan makes up for that. And at least on tape, he's arguably, to me, the most impressive defensive lineman I've seen in terms of the ability to rush the passer and stop the run. If you look at the defensive linemen that are the high price guys, the guys that go in the first three rounds of the draft, you got to get a little pass rush in there. When people wondered why the Haskell Garrett's and the Tommy Toe guys of the world maybe didn't get drafted as high as we wanted, it's because they didn't necessarily have that first step push. Whereas a guy like Vita Vea has the combination of the two. And I think he went 12th overall and has been a force in the league for the Buccaneers. So, Next up, Raul O'Guire, fantastic linebacker from Whitewater, Shocker, Georgia, Fayetteville. Not as up on him. Uh, now, here's a huge recruit, Olas Allenen, a giant Scandinavian from uh, at the Loomis Chafee School, very fine prep school in Windsor, Connecticut. He's extremely vital because I think extremely vital is redundant. However, There are not many left tackles on the board that really kind of fit that mold. I don't think 2023, based on what I've heard from Bill and others, is a great class for tackles. That means they're scarce. That means at Ohio State, you got to get one. Um, In light of the fact that we go into this season with a really fine offensive line at the top and questionable depth, adding key players like Olas Allen at left tackle that you can kind of pencil into that mold would make me sleep better for sure. I'm going to run through some other names here. Jelani Thurman, good Lord. Tight end from where else? Georgia. Desmond, 
Umizolo, who's from Flowers in PG County, near, uh, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, which is near DeMatha and Edge guy. Definitely someone they'll be in the mix for, um, as well they should be. Any any real Edge player that doesn't consider Ohio State has likely not been interested. They haven't shown interest. Ohio State is the kind of school, at least at defensive end with Larry Johnson, if you get the call, um, you answer. Kay and Lee, a fine corner out of Georgia. Um, what is going on in Georgia in the water and the football players they're producing there? I have no idea. Thankfully, they have Kirby Smart and Nox, Nick Saban, though. Are we really be in trouble? Kay and Lee, I do think will be a Buckeye, and Bill has told you that. Malik Hartford will be here. He's fantastic from Lakota West, already committed to Ohio State. And then Darren Reed, a little bit underrated, shocker, another defensive lineman from Georgia. There's a guy they got to keep an eye on. But um, I think when you go through the list, it's pretty clear. Um, Caleb Downs is, you know, the apple of their eye. I would say, aside from that, Tackett Curtis, John Walker, Olas Allenen. You're almost getting to a point of need here because uh, what they've done on the offensive side of the ball and what they'll continue to do in terms of skill position talent, a quarterback and wide receiver is pretty much done. They do need another running back if you don't think Mark Fletcher is a main guy. I actually think Fletcher is going to be a little bit more of a three-down back than people think. I think he's just a little bit of a different mold than some of the other guys. So, you know, we've gone to, as the game is spread out, we've gone to a little bit more of a scat back as a main guy thing. I don't have any problem with a bigger three-down back. Also, great in pass protection. Yes, Justice Haynes, we just discussed Mr. Duffy. Um, like I said, so you got guys at every position here. Um, uh, and, and really just an impressive list. All right, we're going to take a quick break for those on the podcast. Come back, and I'm going to try and take as many questions as I possibly can here and go from there. Larry Ventresco. And there's my break. Um let me write that down because I got to. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Sorry, they're a little inside radio. Larry Ventresco has been a great this week. Uh, I do appreciate everyone being patient with me this week. I know Dave is a pro on here, and I've kind of run out of things to say. Everyone who's listened every day has probably heard what I had to say uh, many more times. David Balachik, I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. Dan, good morning. Good morning to you, Dave. With our new defensive scheme, do you think our numbers will change in recruiting more safeties and less linebackers? Um, to me, this is more of a case-by-case basis when you're talking about the player. So, for example, you know, someone like Troy Bowles, I don't think it matters what scheme you run. He's going to be able to play the middle, and he's going to be able to cover. But I do think the guy, the hybrid types, your guys who, uh, let's take Sonny Styles as an example, Guys who are maybe growing out of linebacker a little bit that you would think, and excuse me, growing out of safety a little bit that you would think you'd move down a level to linebacker. 
I think there's more of a role for those guys, which is good because I think when you go into the numbers, there are more guys capable of playing that position just size-wise than um, there are. I mean, the bigger, stronger, faster you get, the fewer guys there are. So Ohio State's going to have its pick of whoever they want at any level. So the more it gets scarce, the best it is. Ryan Snyder, thank you very much. Um, Eric, again, thank you. Anyone on commitment watch this weekend? Okay, I asked Bill that question yesterday. And I don't think there's necessarily anyone on commitment watch. Um, I will say this, though. There's probably one or two guys in this group that's silently committed. And um, it will come out later. But I don't think there's anyone I would say right now that I've heard is going to leave here a Buckeye. I will say this, though. This is towards the end of the open period here. So everyone's kind of gathering that information. And, you know, there's always the talk of getting the last visit and such. But this is the kind of a visit where everyone will go home, kind of gather their information. I would expect there to be a lot of recruiting information in terms of, you know, your classic breaking news type stuff starting Monday and running out through the rest of the week. It'll be kind of like dominoes because there's not a there's not a spot for everybody everywhere. And, um, you know, Ohio State can be top of the food chain there. So I don't have any I don't have any worry about that. Uh, da, da, da. Who is the next best player not coming this weekend that you think we have the best shot of landing on the defensive side? Well, I'll just go with my, obviously the number one, in my opinion, guy on their board. I love Caleb Downs, obviously, but. When it comes to defense, and I've said this um, this week, it's kind of crystallized for me. When you think back to the best Ohio State's been, uh, let's say since Herb took over, when you really thought in, the, in, in your heart of hearts that it didn't matter who they put in front of you, was it Clemson at their best, Alabama at their best, that Ohio State could beat them, there has been a Bosa or Chase Young there. You need that elite defensive end, um, the eraser. The guy that uh, that punishes you for getting into third and long. The guy that, you know, can change a drive at any time and can create a turnover at any time. There's a reason, you know, Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa and Chase Young are going to be paid, you know, like uh, the Sultan of Brunei because uh, they're the best at what they do on the earth. Now, thankfully, Ohio State has Larry Johnson in the fold, has some lineage there. And if you don't think the NFL draft and what these dudes make has an effect on uh, the guys who choose to go to Ohio State, keep in mind, every guy that goes to Ohio State is pretty much the best player ever from their town and thinks they're going to the NFL. If you don't show them a clear path there, you're clueless. So there's no coincidence that the receivers went 10, 11, 12, and then Brian Hartline continues to add the dudes. It's the cherry on the Sunday. You know, when they can say, hey, look, these guys went – 10, 11, 12, and then in the next draft, the guy that was technically backing them up, Jackson Smith and Jigba, is going to be maybe the second player picked in the draft after another Buckeye. Um, it's almost gluttonous, I'll tell you. It's it's incredible, and um, glad to be a part of it. David, again, I was watching film on Brandon Ennis, and this kid can chuck the football. I wouldn't be surprised to see that added in the playbook. Okay, this is interesting. Brandon Ennis due to injury, was forced to play quarterback last year, a few games into the season. He was able to hand the ball to Mark Fletcher, so it was a Buckeye-to-Buckeye combo there, but 
I think that's an excellent point. Um, maybe we don't want to talk about that too much and uh, fear of giving it away to the opposition, but I don't think there's any question you could see Brandon Ennis take a little, uh, one of those little handoffs behind the guy and chuck it downfield. Um, everything you've heard about Ennis is just a tough winner. We'll do anything it takes. He's kind of got that alpha mentality and, um, Everyone knows when it comes to football, so much of it is in the attitude and the willingness. So uh, very impressive. Can JT or Sawyer have that Bosa in them? JT to a Molau, Jack Sawyer, ranked just as high as those other guys coming out. Um, I've got to see that to believe it. One thing about Sawyer, uh, one thing about Nick and Joey and Chase they all showed flashes as pups, if you guys remember. Um, once they got penciled in there, they were ready to go. I, I've never seen anything like Joey Bosa in terms of a freshman being able to withstand the, the physical pounding. I watched him one game when he was a freshman. Um, had great season, just decided to watch him for an entire possession, just, just him. And he was literally just making plays, but he was getting mangled on every possession, just kind of bringing himself up, gathering himself up and getting back in the fight. It's very difficult to produce as a true freshman. That said, um, those other guys have had their time now, and it's time for JT and, and Jack to, I think, blossom into, I'm not going to go with elite. They have to be elite this year, but someone needs to step up and be the feared guy on the edge. Um, I thought it would be Sawyer. I still have hope for that. JT is probably a little bit further along in the eyes of the coaches. Zach Harrison just didn't become that. Now, obviously, you never say never, but until they get that guy on the edge that really werewolves it, I don't think our optimism can be quite as high. That said, if JT or Jack became that guy, I'd not only be happy, I don't think I'd be shocked. How many, Sean Duffy, how many more years does Larry have at Ohio State, in your opinion? You know, this comes up pretty often. It definitely comes up in recruiting. And I'll just say that when Larry Johnson joined the staff, there were already, you know, opposing recruiters touting his retirement. So that's preposterous. And it was then. I wouldn't put a cap on it. I could see him being here three or four more years. I don't see any reason why not. I know he likes working for Ryan Day. I think working for Ryan Day makes it makes a difference. Anybody who's at the end of their career, and Larry's obviously financially independent at this point. He's working because he wants to. He wouldn't go to want to go work for a tyrant or someone who made your days crappy. So I do think the atmosphere at Ohio State lends to it. And look, he's he's the best at what he does, and he has the pick of the litter in terms of, you know, working on his craft every day. So I've never been one to think Larry Johnson is just going to retire because he's a little bit older than the average guy. He seems to have a ton of energy and um, it's a little bit presumptive to say that it's been a crappy way on the recruiting trail to try and recruit against Ohio state, but obviously it hasn't worked and it was wrong. So we shall see spider Sillery, One of the best. What is the over under on interceptions by the secondary this year? Wow. Now, that is a very random question. It's not something you can technically predict because they tend to come in bunches. 
but if we're going to go interceptions, let's say they play 13, I would go with 21. That's a ton. But I do think it's possible. And I have no idea what they usually get. I'm going to have to look that up after this. So 21 may be a goofy prediction, but I'll go with 21. Eric Russell, not afraid to share some stats here. 71 days till kickoff. Obviously against Notre Dame, that's going to be incredible. Justin Fulkerson, good morning. Prediction on where we will finish in recruiting. Um, I assume you mean the class of 2023. I'll let you know at the end of next week, but they're going to be up there. Um, I'm not sure they're going to have the number one class, but they're going to be in the mix. I have to say, I don't totally get into where they finish in terms of as a group. There hasn't been a recruiting class here at Ohio State in the last I'll say a decade just for the purpose of this show that really has been lacking without serious, you know, explanation. So I trust in this staff to get it done. And the rankings are so, you know, presumptive and based on number of guys in the class, et cetera. Steve Wolfong and I, if you watch the show and we used to do it on Thursdays all the time, I look at average um, ranking per recruit or the average rating that really tells you what the overall quality of the class is. All right, I'm going to answer one more question. And let's see here. Matthew Butcher. Hey, Dan. Traveling over from Australia. Wow. For my first ever Ohio State game versus Toledo. What should I expect in terms of game day experience? College football seems bigger than the NFL. Cheers, mate, and go Bucks. Right. That's what they say instead of um, by the way, in Australia. You should expect, um, that's early in the year. Well, you should, depending on how you like to spend your days, you might want to give your liver a rest beforehand, but I digressed. It'll be incredible, man. I will say this. If you've never been to an Ohio State football game, it's not a game. It's an experience. You'll start to see the people in red two to three miles, and I'm, guessing at that outside the stadium traipsing their way over there um you'll see tents you'll you'll notice that a ton of people go to these games with no intention of ever stepping inside the shoe just to be part of the experience but i would say this it's worthy of the trip um there's nothing like an ohio state football game man i'm just telling you it's it's an experience. Um, I hope you get great weather for that day. I hope we do. And by the way, great weather this week. And as I look outside, I know everyone loves our weather reports. 70 and sunny. It's almost like San Diego weather. Mr. Bucknut says, if the weather in Ohio was like this, or the weather in Dayton was like this all the time, we'd have 800,000 people living here. This just in, we don't have 800,000 people living here. All right. I am done. Like I said, uh, Keep it locked in here. Bill and the crew will have tremendous coverage this weekend of what is really just going to be in a recruiting extravaganza. The best of the best. Um, By the way, just as a brain cramp there, the recruit that I did not mention that I would like them to get is Mateo Uyungale. I think I went off on one of my digressions there and didn't close that deal. So if Big Dave is listening, please understand how much we want Mateo. All right. I'm officially out of here. Um, I appreciate everyone who soldiered through these two weeks as I filled in for Dave. I'll be back on Tuesday. Dave will be back on Monday. 
Couldn't be too soon. Have a great weekend, Bucknutters. Keep it locked in here for the best recruiting coverage you can get. The Dean is on the case. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.